With me right now on the phone is Gail Lenders. Gail is the founder and board member of an amazing organization called Shades of Hope. They provide all sorts of assistance for uh, for wildlife, wildlife that have been orphaned, wildlife that are injured. And uh, recently you probably heard me talking about Shades of Hope because I did a uh, comedy benefit with a number of amazing people who said, look, we've got to raise some money for this organization. And we were able to raise $6,000 for Shades of Hope. But enough about me. Uh, <laughs> let me introduce Gail. Gail, how are you? Hi, Judy. I'm I'm fabulous. I'm great. It's uh, um, still still kind of dazed that uh, uh, the fundraiser was such an ex- such a success, and it was a whole lot of fun. Well, it was really easy to do. I mean, uh, of course, we had Mike Robbins, who was uh, such a driving force behind this. And that's actually the first time I heard of Shades of Hope. So for people who this is the first time they're hearing about Shades of Hope, give us mm-hmm. the deets. Give us the uh, the info. Well, we're, we're a, a charity uh, just north of Toronto. Um, we are a wildlife hospital and rehab center. Um, so we take in injured wildlife and uh, um, orphaned wildlife, uh, particularly right now, spring is coming. People are cutting down trees, trimming hedges, and coming across nests that have fallen and squirrels' nests, and they're soon going to take out their lawnmowers and uh, maybe run over a nest of uh, rabbits or uh, all of that sort of thing. So um, we're here to take those phone calls and... Um, where we can't reunite babies with with their families or with their mothers, we we take them in and raise them. So, what happens, for example, uh, uh, a raccoon mother that uh, that gets killed? You end up with her her babies. What? How long do you have them for? What happens? And then, how do you um, how do you find a home for them? Funny, you should pick raccoons first. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, raccoons are actually the one animal that we don't care for here. Um, but we we facilitate uh, their rescue and care through fosters and other rehab centers. Um, but raccoons are in care. Usually they come in, they're, they're starting now, actually. Baby raccoons, uh, mothers are killed or people find them. And um, they'll be in care till, December, till September, sorry. They're released some, sometime in September when they're mature and wild and ready to go. Now, Mike was telling me about a animal that you had there. So let's jump from raccoons. You had a 10-week-old kangaroo. How did a kangaroo end up (laughs) at Shades of Hope? Well, the kangaroo really isn't connected to Shades of Hope, but Australian wildlife is a passion of mine. And uh, um, Australia's kangaroos are uh, endangered um, and we have a breeding facility here for them. So that little guy is uh, being raised by me. Oh, adorable. Really but that's adorable. separate from Shades of Hope. Okay, so you tell me about the animals that need help at Shades of Hope, and how can we help? Well, we have all kinds of animals coming through here. This winter we had um, a, a number of owls, lots of owls. I'm not sure why we haven't in the past couple of years, but... This winter, winter we have we had a number of barred owls and uh, screech owls and sawwet owls, and um, um, some of them have, are, are are being released soon. 
Um, we have tons of squirrels every year. Last year we cared for about 360 squirrels. And we have lots of uh, birds, uh, starlings and robins and uh, all kinds of birds that come through our facility. And raptors. Um, raptors uh, are hawks and um, um, well, owls are raptors as well. And um, uh, we see, receive a lot of them that have hit buildings, hit hydro wires, um, hit windows. We've received a lot of birds that have hit windows as well. Well, you know, Gail, let me ask you something. Tell us about the typical person that brings in an owl or brings in a squirrel or brings in a bird. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have, it's, there's quite a variety of people. We've had big, burly construction men pull in the driveway with a little tiny bird cupped in their hands and they're almost in tears (laughs) because they don't know what to do with them. And we've got, we've had children um, come in with their parents, you know, wide-eyed and and wondering, what do we do? How do we help this little thing? Um, So we, we, we deal with a lot of different distressed people that have had a conflict or an interaction with uh, wildlife in distress. And there's a lot of people that care Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that come from many miles bring animals here. You said you had 360 squirrels. Um, what is the care that goes into looking after a baby squirrel? Well, all of those squirrels didn't arrive at the same time, thankfully. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> probably came from my backyard. <laughs> uh, but the little guys come in um, because they've fallen from trees, fallen from nests, um, or their mothers have been killed and they, they fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hydrate, we hydrate them, we keep them warm, we feed them. Baby squirrels uh, uh, that don't have fur yet are fed around the clock. So we get up in the middle of the night every two, three hours and, and feed these little guys and until they get it, stronger. Yeah, how long does it take before you can release them into the, uh, into the wild? We, we release squirrels at about 16 weeks old. Okay, 16 weeks old. And what about the owls? Tell us an owl story. Who brought in the last owl and and what happened to him or her? Well, we have a very special owl in care right now. He's a barred owl. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was hit by a car. Mm. Um, A a very frequent story, unfortunately. He was hit by a car and his bottom beak was fractured in half and bent down. Uh, And he fractured his wings. His radius ulna were both fractured, mm. and um, he came into care. We performed surgery. Um, we have a wonderful veterinarian that, that works with us, uh, Dr. Sherry Cox, and she pinned his wing, and she pinned his beak. And that was many weeks ago. He's still in care with us. We love him dearly. What's his um, name? Do you give names? His name is his name is Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Who named him Elvis? Uh, Dr. Cox named him Elvis, and that's a story in itself, so we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> wow, so when will Elvis the barn owl be able to hit the runways again? When will he be able to take well, flight? Well, Elvis, Elvis is one of those special animals that will not be releasable. He's, um, he'll never really be able to fly well mm. enough to hunt for himself. So we searched for a, a place that... Um, uh, um, a home for Elvis, a, mm-hmm. a permanent home, and we think we have one for him. So 
he'll go into sanctuary and uh, and be cared for and, and enjoy the rest of his life in safety. When Elvis was being looked after and is being looked after, how is his reaction to human beings? Does it change? Does he start to trust? Is he a little bit uh, uh, less rattled or... Or do they pretty well stay yeah, wild? Yeah, I, I would say I would say less rattled is mm-hmm. is pretty accurate. Um, he's a wild animal, and uh, wild animals can never be tamed. They will always have their their sense of wildness in them. Um, he's more comfortable with people now. He's more comfortable with us, but he'll he'll never be domesticated. So. Um, he, he allows us to, to approach him. He doesn't like it when I try to catch him mm-hmm. because he does have to be cared for. Every once in a while, we need to check his, his wing and check his beak. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll always be wary. Well, it's understandable. He's wild. But I'm so glad to hear that, fingers crossed, it looks like someone is going to uh, provide a safe refuge for uh, for Elvis. Um, now, when we did the fundraiser recently... Uh, we were just so lucky you brought so many volunteers and I was so impressed by the the passion uh, of those volunteers. Do you still need more volunteers? And if so, <laughs> how can they get in touch with you? We, uh, we survive on volunteers. All of our staff are volunteers and we couldn't do what we do without the generosity of our volunteers. And, um, yes, we're always looking for them. Um, we particularly need drivers. Because oh. we have animals coming from as far as Guelph and Hamilton sometimes, and as far north as, as Barrie and Huntsville, as far east as Peterborough, as, and right over to Cambridge. That's the area that we're covering. So um, we receive calls from people that can't always drive, or elderly people. Mm-hmm. They just can't bring the animal. So... We desperately need drivers that uh, can be available in different areas that are willing to to help out with um, bringing animals into care. And then you would train Um, those drivers, I'm assuming, if they take a call and someone says, I've got a a barn owl owl that's down, um, uh you would train them how to handle those animals so they could bring them to Shades of Hope. Is that right? Well, um, we wouldn't expect our drivers to have to handle the animals. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, good to know. You know, that's, that's, um, it's always safety first, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just a baby mouse. Right. <laughs> so, For sure. um, so the, the animals that we would have people ask people to help us transport will, will be contained. So, okay. So they will be working with somebody from Shades of Hope. But that person will need a lift, is what you're saying, right? So you need drivers to help get the uh, the volunteers who can handle the animals to help them get around. Is that correct? Um, we take all the calls here. Okay. And then we reach out to people in the areas where, where those animals are. Okay. Um, asking if they could pick them up or meet the rescuer and bring the animals here. We do have volunteers here at the facility. Um we're looking for commitments, weekly commitments. If people want to volunteer here, um, we would. We're looking for people that are willing to come at a specific on a specific day every week and be here to help out, so that we can arrange schedules around that. 
Okay. And those people absolutely would be trained, and nobody's expected to do anything that they are not comfortable with. Okay, well, you know, that is, I'm so glad we spoke because there's obviously a big need right now for drivers, especially. And if you would like to see these animals, you can go to shadesofhope.ca. Um, but it's just outside of Aurelia. If you want to swing by for a visit, just contact Gail before. Go to shadesofhope.ca and uh, click on the uh, contact info there. But, Gail, just tell folks where Shades of Hope is exactly. We're in a little town called Pefferlaw, which is in uh, the town of Georgina. So we're east, just east of Sutton, just north of Uxbridge, and south of Beaverton. That should zero us in. Okay. And you heard it here, folks. They desperately, desperately need drivers. Uh, so if you can help out, go to their website, shadesofhope.ca. In the meantime, Gail, uh, continue doing the great work that you're doing, and I uh, hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for all of your help. It is absolutely my pleasure. Again, the founder and one of the board members of Shades of Hope. You can read all about them at shadesofhope.ca. Thanks again, Gail. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.